This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 627, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, November the 14th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 627. It's our comic reviews episode for the week of releases from Wednesday, the uh, November the 14th. Um, this is actually kind of a weird week. Um, usually these reviews episodes come out uh, just before new comics come out uh, following the week we talk about them. That was the most confusing explanation possible. Basically, comics that come out on the 14th, I'm usually talking about on the 19th or 20th. Well, this is a bit of a different week. Um, this has been a bit of an erratic week's uh, schedule. I know that people don't really care about this stuff in terms of scheduling, but I love talking about it anyway. Sorry, AJ. Um, so last week, uh, episode 624, which was our flashback to Wolverine Noir, usually those comes out come out on a Friday or Saturday. That one was delayed and actually came out on a Monday. Uh, the reviews episode for the week of November the 7th would usually come out on the Monday or the Tuesday. It ended up coming out on the, when, uh, on the Wednesday the 14th. So everything was kind of okay. Um, then the next episode would usually come out on the Friday, which was our conversation with John Red Thomas, or otherwise known as Gormu, which was episode 626. Uh, so things kind of went askew right away. So that would have been on the 16th. I released it a day early because I thought it was important to get that that episode out. Uh, then last night on the 15th, I had a conversation with John Red Thomas again, uh, specifically talking about Stanley. It was a really good episode, and I wanted to make sure it was more timely. Uh, so I wanted to make sure it came out before it was too far when the kind of the rawness of the feeling of, Don, of Stan's passing was too far removed because um, originally that would have come out on the 23rd so I talked with John and we said you know what let's get this out a little bit earlier uh, because I'm a stickler for schedules um, I needed to have a reviews episode come out first um, so that means that between Monday the 12th uh, there will have been one, two, three, four, five episodes of Comic Shenanigans. So basically in a five day period there will have been five episodes. So the day that this is dropping um, you're also going to get a, a, the second conversation with John Red Thomas. This time specifically talking with Stanley. Um, so our next episode after that one that's also coming out today so you're getting two episodes today on the 16th uh, is actually not going to be until about the 26th or 27th of November so it's going to be a little bit of time I guess we're kind of um, passing over American Thanksgiving, or at least I think so. I don't know these things. Uh, anyways, so it's going to be a little while until you uh, hear more comic shenanigans, but we'll be back on the 23rd or 24th of November with another reviews episode. Our next non-reviews episode, uh, or episode 630, won't be until probably November the 30th, or in that area. So thanks again for uh, for downloading this episode. Uh, let's jump right into what we're actually talking about today. So today we're talking about uh, comics that came out on the 14th of November. Um, even though it's only been two days, I've somehow had a, a chance to actually read a bunch of these. So, yay! I actually have something to talk about. Uh, first, talking about uh, kind of mentioning some of the books that came out that I won't be chatting about just because of time constraints. Uh, the, that includes Avengers, Captain America, Catwoman, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Darth Vader, Daughters of the Dragon, Detective Comics, Domino, Electric Warriors, Exiles, Fantastic Four, Hawkman, Infinity Wars, Infinity Warps, uh, let's see, Miss Marvel, Red Hood Outlaw. Uh, I really liked issue 27, the last one. I just read that the other day. Uh, Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, Suicide Squad, Supergirl, Superman, The Black Order, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, The Unstoppable Wasp, Thor, Titans, Uncanny X-Men. I, man, I forgot about that even came out. i got to read that. Because um, uh, that's supposed to be a big one. Um, 
and I think those are supposed to be a pretty big issue. So uh, I've got Vault of Spiders, Venom, and Wonder Woman. Um, so that is the stuff I'm not talking about. So what am I chatting about today? Well, uh, first we have Amazing Spider-Man. This is issue number nine. Uh, this is by Nick Spencer and Humberto Ramos and Michael Bandini. Or sorry, Michelle Bandini. My apologies. Um, pencils with uh, Victor Alazaba and Michelle Bandini on inks with Edgar Delgado and Eric Aaron Arseniega, my apologies, I just destroyed that, on colors. Uh, This is the heist part two. Um, For the most part, I enjoyed this. Um, Ramos felt a little bit more restrained than sometimes he is, and I thought that worked in its benefit. Um, I like that this felt more akin to a Felicia that I like and not her just being crazy. Um which I enjoyed. I am not still not sure how I feel about the Assassin's Guild kind of being used as the front for the story and kind of retroactively trying to build them into the New York crime scene. However, um, what I really liked about this issue is everything about the lookups. Um, so you have um, the appearance of Carly Cooper, who I love. I love Carly Cooper. I really like the character. She's back. She's, you know, found a support group. It's headed up by Jarvis of all people, um, which is really cool. Um, the page where they have everyone's identities obscured and they're talking about, you know, having to put up with, you know, their, their superhero pal. Some of them are obviously quite obvious, and some of them I'm not even sure and uh or not totally sure so i'm kind of curious and maybe i'm just being dense and not being able to figure out some of them uh but i definitely liked you know you had foggy nelson here i'm i mean it's pretty obvious that it must be um in terms of the bow tie etc and also having a Yankee uh here as well and again there's another a few others who i'm not really sure to and one that i feel like has to be um willie lumpkin but it, it just looks <coughs> excuse me it, uh, he looks a little too uh young looking but in the profile but who knows about these things um so i i thought that was a really intriguing concept and i'm excited to see where they go with that and, and how those characters get developed or how the idea of the lookups get developed it's interesting i've read an article about you know that marvel introduces its own version of sanctuary and i'm like well i mean not really i mean i guess kind of it's a support group for people who are dealing with you know superhero related stresses but really it's the supporting people who are the ones going there which i thought was a cool concept um so i'm excited to see if we get further development of that or what that means for mj and i like that it kind of gives mj her own type of storyline um which we don't always see that much anymore like i feel like back in the day characters had their own kind of subplots that didn't always immediately dovetail into peter and said now it just kind of feels like peter does his adventures and everyone's just kind of there when it's convenient um as opposed to them really feeling they have their own character arcs uh so i like that she kind of had her own story completely independent Although still no, not completely independent, I guess, because it's obviously it's because of her connection to Peter that she even has access to the lookups. But it's not immediately connected to Peter in terms of him being involved in any way, in, in uh, just this indirect way. Uh, I'm gonna give this uh, an you know. Uh I think an eight and a half. I, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. I mean, uh, I thought the art again was really great. I loved seeing Carly Cooper again. Um, the use of the assassin, sorry, the thieves guild did not bother me as much as it did in the previous issue. I'm still kind of curious about how they're going to work on how it all kind of fits, but otherwise I, yeah, I found it enjoyable. So I'm going to give it a six and a half, sorry, an eight and a half. Whoa. just, I immediately downgraded it for some reason. Next up we have, uh, Daredevil or the death of Daredevil part three. This is issue six eleven by Charles Sewell and Phil Noto. Um, I enjoyed it. I like Phil Noda's art. 
it does have a, a certain ethereal quality to it that in some ways I wasn't, I'm not a huge fan of, but it's stylistic and it still reads well and has good art. Um, the big kind of fight sequence against, you know, all these, you know, six different villains, um, really didn't like that Electra was there because I don't think that makes any sense because didn't he die? Um, isn't it like a woman now? And that's definitely a man. Um, so I, I just wasn't sure about that and just kind of throwing Gladiator in here. Like, is he really a villain right now? What is that character's current, um, you know, uh, status quo I'm not sure and his claw like claw didn't look as kind of crazy as had, he had in recent appearances at least 10 fingers in Akari I'm fine with but and even Typhoid Mary to a certain extent but the others it just kind of felt like they kind of picked a bunch of people weren't really concerned with their current continuities necessarily and then just kind of threw them in for a fight sequence that ends up being really quick and I thought that was maybe not giving enough credit to them and I, that I didn't like as much, and even what happens with Bullseye here, like, Bullseye just seems uncharacteristic, so quiet, and that doesn't seem like seem right, and then you have uh, Mike Murdoch showing up and, like, shooting him and dropping him off a building, and it just feels like there's, like, big, le- giant leaps that are happening here, and I'm just not sure how I feel about that, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a six. I mean, I, I, it wasn't, like, a bad comic, just some weird choices, and Nah, how I'm going to downgrade it to a five and a half. Um, it just some odd choices, and I just felt like the previous issues had a bit more going for them, and this one just felt like you build up to something, but you quickly take it apart, and I don't know if I really buy it. I I, I get that Daredevil is really smart, and you know can take out a lot of villains, but it just seemed too easy um, to take the all, out all these villains, and even with Bullseye, that didn't quite feel like really Bullseye's style as much. Like Bullseye's not even talking; it's weird, and the Mike Murdoch, like again, I'm just regurgitating what I just said, but I'm going to give it a five and a half. Uh, next up, we have Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, 312 as part of Spider Geddon by Sean Ryan and Juan Frigari, who's on pencils and inks, and Jason Keith on colors. Um, I really like the art here, and I actually thought the story was pretty solid. Um, you know, it's basically trying to come up with a reason that Peter's not involved with Spider Geddon, as far as I can tell, and so we're kind of having him go up against Moreland for another adventure. Um, but I was intrigued by it. I thought it was interesting. To kind of see this very typical Peter trying to push away help uh, in the in the form of Jameson and Miles Morales. Um, and I thought the art was extremely on point and really enjoyable. Uh, I'm not I, I feel, feel like there really is a diminishing returns with Moreland and but I think they the creative team did a good enough job really heightening the suspense and, and making it look so dangerous that I bought in more than maybe I would have expected to. And uh, next up we have Flash, uh, Flash 58. Sorry, I give that an eight. I don't know if I said that for spectacular. Uh, Flash 58, which is, uh, what is the secret of Gorilla City? Uh, it's interesting, that's the cover, but they're literally in Gorilla City for a panel? Um, so not long enough, I think, to really justify even you know using that as the cover. Like, they're literally there for a panel and a half. Like, it just feels an, a, a weird cover, or just the wrong cover for this particular issue. Uh, the variant cover, I thought, was much cooler um this is interesting it's this force quest part one by joshua williamson rafael sandoval on pencils and i really enjoyed sandoval on pencils i thought it was uh besides some of the stuff that you just can't get around the fact that the the costume has the kind of extra kind of ribbing the lightning ribbing around it which i still don't like uh otherwise i thought that he did a great job with art, uh, extremely kinetic, um, very solid, kind of reminded me of when, when Howard Porter was on Flash, uh, very solid work. I thought the story was actually pretty interesting about, you know, 
Barry having to kind of let go of Central City a bit, and they're going on this quest, and him and Iris actually being, you know, um, partners, and what that means, and also Barry having to confront that, like, he's not in Central City, he's in a place where there's a little bit more, you know, uh, when they damage a church, you can't just build it back. And it, it's interesting to kind of have the character realizing that he's he has to make some adjustments, and uh, not everything is the way he thought it was originally, and he has to come to certain grips with things. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, excited to see what the you know what what the cliffhanger means here for Gorilla City. I'm sad to see so many gorillas die, but I'm interested to see what it's going to mean. And uh, yeah, I, I thought this was pretty great. Uh, a very enjoyable issue. Um, going you know a new direction. It's away from Central City, away, and they're doing something new and really trying to you know delve into Barry and Iris as a team as a couple and also what he is when he has to kind of relearn what he thought he already knew and I like that again here where they mentioned that you know Wally had more of a spiritual connection with the speed force and now Barry is not that way and so he has to understand it more on a pragmatic scientific level um, but yeah this was this was great I'm gonna give it an eight very solid read and uh, yeah very enjoyable I, uh, I really I really dug it so let's talk about uh, comics that are coming out next week uh, so on the 21st of November uh, some of the highlighted releases for next week include, let's see here, American Carnage, uh, Aquaman, uh, Batman, Batman by Manipal and Bucciolato Deluxe Edition. That's going to be great because that was a really fun story. Uh, not necessarily fun, but it was, it, was, it was gripping at times, actually incredibly gripping. There's Batman the Night Quest, the Surge trade paperback, which I believe is the first time it's been recollected ever. Uh, that's one of those things I think that they just kind of left off uh, in all other reprintings. There is Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman hardcover. Uh, we've got, let's see, new issues of Damage, Harley Quinn. We've got the Injustice uh, 2 Annual. We've got Justice League number 12 as part of Drowned Earth. Justice League Dark. We've got Justice League Power Rangers trade paperback. we got the uh, first trade paperback of the Scott Snyder Justice League, uh, the totality coming out. we got Legends of the Dark Knight by Norm Brayfogle, hardcover volume 2. I talked to him what, six or seven months ago, and then he passed away just this, this in, what, just a month or two ago? Just just recently. Um, but he has, you know, got some incredible work that he did on Batman throughout the years, and, uh, you know, unfortunately he's passed away, but you can still enjoy his work in this beautiful new hardcover collection. Uh, new issues of Nightwing uh, and Sideways, uh, and we also have uh, new issues of Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go! Uh, over at IDW, uh, new issue of Optimus Prime, of uh, TMNT Urban Legends. Uh, there's Dick Tracy, Dead or Alive, number two of four. Uh, over at Image Comics, we've got East of West, number 40. Man, I think I only ever read the first trade, and that, that book just keeps going on. Got Flavor, trade paperback. You got New Issue of Savage Dragon, that's issue 240. Um, and then over at Marvel, you got Amazing Spider Man, Renew Your Vows, volume four. Are you okay, Annie? I'm, I can't believe they actually called it that. Uh, Astonishing X-Men 17, uh, new issues of Doctor Strange, Mortal Hulk, Infinity Wars, Ghost Panther, Infinity Wars, Sleepwalker, Marvel Knights 20th, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man Trade Paperback Volume 4 called Coming Home. It's not the first time they've called a Spider-Man trade coming home, but uh, this is spectacular Spider-Man, so I guess it's different enough. We got the Silver Surfer by Slot and Alred Omnibus. Man, I'm really concerning this. I have it all in trade, but something about me kind of wants to have it all in one, and it's not too thick that you could do it and not be that uncomfortable. Uh, Spider-Force number two, Spider-Geddon number four as it gets closer to its end. Uh, we got Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse, uh, Spidey Schools Out, which I believe collects the entire Spidey run. I could be wrong. 
Uh, I don't know if I've seen the actual description listed anywhere in terms of the contents. Uh, we've got Tony Stark Iron Man, uh, Uncanny X-Men Issue 2, Weapon H, Weapon X, Web of Venom, Carnage Born, West Coast Avengers Number 4, and we've got second printings of X-Men Black Juggernaut and X-Men Black Mystique. Uh, so that's all coming out next week on the, uh, I guess what, the 21st of November. So thanks again for listening to this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Our next episode will probably be coming up in about five or ten minutes. <laughs> uh, both the episodes, as I said, are getting dropped today, and we'll uh, we'll see you again, uh, see you again soon on episode six twenty nine. Bye bye.